Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of the Off The Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Ant Bynum. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, Today, you know, the whole month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and um, I have a very special guest today, Miss Thomasina Parker-Talib. Um, we're going to get into it with her today about, you know, some of the things that she does in the mental health field, some of the things that she can offer, um, some of the type of services and things she can offer with what she does at her place of employment. And, um, you know, without further ado, after the break, we're going to get into it with her, Miss Thomasina Parker Talib. Cherry Production. on Big Boss and Two, we bossed up a whole lot more, a lot of shit that went on, uh, we got way more money, we've subtracted a lot of people out of circle, yeah, let's get it, Lottie Dottie, they call me Giovanni, I paid all tabs, I ain't run on nobody, no bold business here, nah, I earn this all, and if that's what you wanna hear, gonna turn this off, I'ma show you how to ball without ducking your dog, or ducking this cause, that's why nobody fucking with y'all, just valet the beans, bout to run in the mall, and buy everything I want, my pocket's comfortable, dawg, can't lie, not too long ago, I took me a fall, trying to help folks that wouldn't even help me at all, had to plant the right seeds with the money I earned, now lesson learned, the bridge is burned, now they ain't my concern Might trade my big body for a coupe Cause nowadays, dude, I only fuck with a few Buy lug is a family, not a motherfucking group Shot moves with eight balls, nigga, I could never hoop Crossed over the heroin Ten on the whip, the bitch is staring It can barely see my face, but you can see the shiny glaring gems Wintertime, mink jacket in the pair of tens Being seen in them since Okay, okay, welcome back. I have Miss, as I said in my intro, I have Miss Thomasina Parker Talib on the line with me. It's kind of crazy. I know her husband and I know her husband's brother, and I never knew if I said the last name correct. Did I say the last name correct? You did. I did? Okay, okay. Welcome, Miss Thomasina. How you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I hope you are. I'm doing great. Um, now, as I told the people, you know, before I got online with you, uh, this month is May is Mental Health Month. Um, before we get into that and what you, some of the services and things you offer at Carolina Outreach, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you from, a little bit of your backstory that you want to tell. Okay, so like Ed said, my name is Thomasina Parker Tollup. I was born and raised in Wilson. Only place I ever lived was, was outside, was in Greensboro. I went to school here, I graduated from here. I got an undergraduate from Barton in criminology and business, and then I went on to get my master's degree in social work. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm a licensed addiction counselor. I'm also trauma-focused, um, CBT certified, so I work with kids and adults. Um, I pretty much work with every population that you can possibly think of in the mental health field. And I currently serve as a clinical site manager in a, uh, in Wilson at a community health agency that's right downtown in the mix of the city. Right, right, correct. And, and, and to me, to that point, I would, especially for my, my people that's listening from North Carolina, um, 
I think that's very important because Tom Cena is part of the community. That should be somebody you should feel comfortable um, speaking to because as I spoke to her off record before, I think a whole lot of people, especially in the African-American community, are suffering some from some type of post-traumatic stress disorder and we don't talk about it because during, in our communities we are taught different. We're taught that it's weak and it's looked down upon. Um, how do you feel about that? How do you go about, uh, as your, your organization, how do y'all go about going out trying to reach different people, trying to get different people to come in to uh, utilize you guys' services? So I can definitely say for the agency I work for is Carolina Outreach. We are heavy on diversity because as you stated, it's very important in this community because we do live in a small community that we have people who look like us. Um, And that's not to dismiss any other, you know, ethnicity at all, but it's very important that that children and adults are able to look at someone and say, hey, that person looks like me, so they have a, you know, maybe a better understanding of what I'm going through, or someone that's grown up in this city that's seen the good and the bad side to kind of give that motivation when people are really down. So what we do is we not only recruit you know, the best therapists out here, but we also try to be as diversified as we possibly can. So what we do is we have a diversified full of staff. It's not just therapists. It's just not the CEO, HR. Like every department, we try to make sure. Definitely you have to have certain qualification education-wise. But we're giving, I feel like this agency gives minorities the, 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 the opportunities that they need. So what my responsibility is in Wilson is to go around to the different communities and the different jobs and the different schools and things like that. So I go to the bar and I go to the hospital. I go to anything, either like anybody that can relate to mental health or anybody that might be struggling with mental health. We do outreach. We have a marketing department that reaches out to the community. And in the future, you know, as we, COVID has kind of put a, a stop on a lot of stuff, so community events and things like that and being able to speak on it, we are hoping to move back towards it, towards June or early September where we are trying to have, like, some community events because it is very, you know, sad that we live in a community where mental health is very, very known, but people don't know about the services that we actually offer. So getting that information out there and one of the most important thing is breaking that stem, that um, stigma, like you stated. Like we're right. taught in the African American African American community that you know, if you if, if you have a mental health problem or have a mental health concern, then something's wrong with you. And we have to break that stigma and open these conversations up so that we're that people feel okay with reaching out to professionals when they don't feel well. The same way if you have a headache that you go to the doctor. Well, if you're sad for a certain amount of time, yes, depression is a part. Being sad is a sign of depression, but what does it mean when you're sad for, you know, more than 14 days and you lose all interest in previous activities that you enjoy, you can't get out of the bed, and things like that, understanding that, okay, this is not just normal sadness and that I may need to talk to someone else that can possibly clarify what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through. We do the same thing with every other avenue, whether it's a doctor, a dentist, you know, anything like that. But for some reason, when it comes to mental health, we kind of like... She fine or he fine, they'll get over it and we're sweeping it under the rug. So just making sure that the community knows that there are people out here that, you know, know what's going on with you, 
are empathetic um, towards the feeling that you experience, and we're here to help. Right, right. Um, that, that's that's a lot of good uh, points and stuff that you made. I didn't I didn't know exactly that y'all went out to like uh, the schools too. Do y'all go as far as low as like the middle and elementary schools also? Absolutely, because we offer a service called Family Centered Treatment, which target which which targets that um, population, and then. I just got approved to add intensive in-home. So that's that population that we're trying to reach because when you're talking about trauma and you're even talking about, you know, PTSD, you know, treatment now is moving towards trauma-informed care. So a pr- part of trauma-informed care is identifying trauma-related events that have, that were normally caused during childhood, right? right? And so if you have childhood trauma, unresolved childhood trauma, Guess what happens when you move toward adulthood? You take that unresolved trauma into your adulthood that in return results in something else. So absolutely we deal with that population because that the youth are our future. So right. we have to help them better themselves so they can be, you know, successful adults. So we work with kids, we work with adults. Um, the only population that we're not heavy on is really IDD. And we do have some IDD clients, but the thing about it is sometimes IDD symptoms and mental health symptoms can kind of overlap. So, um, but we deal with adults and, and, and children all the time, and we're steadily um, looking to add services. Any services that we don't offer, you know, we still can be a link to that resource. So if we don't offer something and a family comes to me and say, hey, I'm having trouble with my kid and I need this, we can always link them to that resource even if we don't have that resource here at the site. Okay, and, and, and for the people that's listening that might not know what IDD is, can you explain to them what IDD is, what that means? Sure. So IDD is typically is an intellectual developmental disorder. And so that these may be, um, you know, adults or kids who early on have developed some signs where there's some cognition issues, and so they may be delayed in various issues. The thing about it is with IDD, those things are not necessarily treatable. And so treating the wrong symptom or it's just as bad as no treatment. So say if you have a client who um, may have some undiagnosed IDD and you're treating them for a mental health symptom, right? So that means they may be hearing voices, they may be talking to themselves. And But say you think it's some psycho, psycho psychosis, so you put them on medication, you're doing therapy, and then you notice, like, I've been doing therapy with this person for, you know, almost, you know, you know six months now and nothing's working, you know? Right. Okay? Then as a, as a licensed clinician, you go back to the drawing board, but you, the drawing board really starts at the initial intake. And so if that, class, if that client has some IDD, you have to distinguish those IDD symptoms in relation to their mental health symptoms so that you make sure you're treating um, the right thing. Because again, incorrect treatment is just as bad as no treatment. So we have to be able to distinguish between those two symptoms to make sure that this is definitely a mental health, um, something that's you know treated by medication or something that can be treated in therapy sessions, whether it's through CBT, motivation interview, coping strategies, or any of those things. Um, but you want to make sure you're treating the correct symptom with the correct treatment. Now, IDD is a diagnosis that's in the DSM, and the DSM is like the therapist and the mental health bowel. 
is what like the doctor have that thing, we have our thing. And so it is a diagnosis in in that um in that book. Um, but when we're talking about mental health symptoms, we usually distinguish between mental health and IDD. So while IDD might be in the DSM, we try that's a standalone diagnosis that kind of needs its own level of service. There are clinicians who specialize in that and go through individualized treat um, um, training that that can specialize in that and that can recognize that and who treat just that. Um, so we want to make sure that we're distinguishing between the two so we make sure that we're giving the client the best treatment that they can get. Okay. All right. The other way you broke that down. Um, my my thing now is like, uh, are y'all dealing with like new things like with like say patients come in because now I see a thing and I don't know if there's a, a professional diagnosis for this yet, but I think uh, social media is going to call a lot of cause a lot of people to have um, some type of disorder like so maybe social media disorder or something like that. I I don't know if it is if it's a, a professional term for it yet, but um. As we see, you know, as we both see or anybody that's around there, you can see that a lot of people are, are dealing with a lot of issues and they bring them online. And then a lot of people got issues because of online. I can only imagine, because I'm, I'm probably one of those kids you're talking about when you said a lot of kids had trauma growing up and, you know, you was forced to deal with it, but you came to as an adult. So, and, and you're right, a lot of them problems that I faced when I was younger did carry to me, carry on with me as a, as a young adult, especially like issues I had with my father, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just now getting over that, like maybe late 20s, you know what I'm saying? So you're right, those issues do carry on. So like with that being said, with these kids getting on social media at such a young age, um, they see every day, they see people's highlight list or, or they're doing this and they're doing that and they feel like they got to live up to that, but they're not knowing that. These people only posting their good times. Everything is not always good with them. And so a person who is not really mentally strong or stable, a kid like that, they look at this and say, my life's not adding up to this person. And, you know, and, and then they go out their way. They're feeling sad. It leaves them depressed. They're home offline. Like what what like what can we do about this generation that's, that's, that's brought up on the, on, on the Internet? Because I believe that pretty soon it's going to be a diagnosis of that. Like back in the days when we used to get the Surgeon General warnings, I believe it's going to be like a warning pretty soon for kids who grew up on the Internet. So the first step will be just education, like educating our youth on exactly why social media was created. You know, like, I think, I don't think social media itself um, is bad. I think it's the people on it and the way they use it that makes it bad. Because I remember, and I say this all the time, I remember when I got on Facebook years ago, you couldn't even have a Facebook account if you weren't associated to a college. Yep, you had like, to have you a college email. You had to yep. have a college an email, you know, to get up there and then that, that change. And so it really starts with like, it starts with education, educating our youth on, um, you know, how to use social media and the proper way to use social media. But also, we have to understand, too, that some people use social media to talk and to get opinions and to get advice and to you know, express their anger, their sadness, their disappointment because they don't have that outlet at home. Mm. So when I'm talking about education is opening that door so that your daughter, your son, or your niece, or your nephew, or your sister, and your brother, or whoever, feel comfortable like, hey, I can go talk to, you know, I you know, I don't talk to Ed every day, but I can call Ed and say, hey, I'm going through this. But see, when we don't have that, out, that outlet, we choose another outlet and then we misuse it. 
And so we, if we create more positive ways for people to communicate what they're going through, that, in my opinion, that will lessen the outbursts that we see on social media. But when you have no one else to talk to and that's just sitting there, it's just human nature to always go to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's no different than, I'm, I say this because we're talking about mental health substance abuse. Like, it's a lot of people didn't wake up one day and say, I want to become a heroin addict or I want to use cocaine the rest of my life and you know, lose my family. But that's a coping strategy. And I feel like social media is a coping strategy for some people because they haven't been introduced to any other positive coping strategies or that's the only outlet that they have. So we start introducing other positive coping ways to cope, then we can take away some of the negativity that we see on social media. But on top of, you know, like you said, the youth, on top of COVID and people being stuck in the house, it is more apparent these days and the stuff that we see is very shocking. So we have to have those conversations um, with our kids. Like I had, I had these conversations with my, you know, teenage daughters all the time. Once you put it out there, it's out there, even yep. if you delete it. Yep. Somebody don't screenshot it, it's in somebody's group, um, group chat, it's in iCloud somewhere, so it's always out there. So understanding that once you put something out into the universe, it's out there. That's the importance of therapy because you get when you come to therapy, right, you have a person that doesn't know you, they don't know your family, they're not one-sided, they're open, they're not judgmental, and you get to say whatever you want whenever you want and that person has no judgment towards what you're saying that person doesn't decide doesn't choose a side when you get on social media that's the total opposite because certain people are going to be on one side another percentage is not going to understand what you're talking about the other percentage is up there just to gossip and say girl look what she put on up here and then the other person other people are assuming and so if we take that energy that we put into social media and actually take the time out to therapy it's such so it has such a way of bringing back bringing out more positive results but we have to start educating our children and our young adults on using that even colleges do it because now you can have a colleges have counselors on site right you know when things happen whether it's a traumatic event or whatever or you just going through stuff Doctors are utilizing it. When you go into a routine doctor's appointment as a child, they may ask your your um your child a series of questions like, "Have you felt sad in the last you know thirty days? Have you you know lacked enjoying previous um previous activities?" And depending on how you answer those questions, if the doctor screens you and feels that you may be suffering from depression or anxiety, or whatever, that doctor do- then does a referral to a mental health provider. The thing about it is, how do we catch those kids who either don't answer the questions correctly or who don't go to the doctor? That's that's the that's the issue because you get a, you get referrals from those, but you have a lot of kids who answer those questions incorrectly so they because they don't want to be flagged. So they really sad and they really lack enjoyment, but they don't want anybody to know. So it starts from education within the home and it's okay not to know everything but just being a physically and emotionally present for the people that are around you is kind of what we have to start doing i i totally agree i'm also i think i'm, I'm big on um i think a lot of family counseling uh sessions are, are due in this period too because you know not to talk uh, just talking about my, my my own um 
experience. My parents kind of had me kind of young. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they was ready to be parents. And and, and it's a lot of stuff that I probably missed and they missed it, that that like I said, it's, it's, it's crazy. I even turned out the way I did because I think it could have been a lot of worse. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think how do we how do we get like how you say you're going out to the schools, getting like the, the at risk uh, kids and in, in, in certain at risk neighborhoods and stuff. But those kids got those issues from a lot of what they see and what the stuff they're going through at home. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff that they was born into that had nothing to do with them, but it still affects them because their parents, you know, are going through it. How do you. Say you you go to the school and you you pick up on this on a young child. How can you get that child's parents to also come join that child within a a, a session or something like that? So the good thing about intensive in home and family centered treatment is it the focus of that treatment approach focuses on the family, right. and so it kind of encourages the family unit to participate in treatment and just not the child. So like outpatient therapy, the child will come talk to a therapist in the office and the parent may or may not be in session, they may be in the car, they may drop them off. But family-centered treatment and intensive in-home, the way that it's structured, it actually centers around the family unit and those things that you're talking about. You know, those learned behaviors, um, the family dynamics and how this, you know, affects the child at home, how it affects the child at school. So those two approaches heavily um, focuses on that. But like with every, with every service that we have, there's always going to be some resistance and some barriers, right? Right. So it goes back to the education too. So the the thing about treatment is we have to distinct, we have to separate treatment from DSS, from probation, from all of that. Like we, what I like to tell people is, we don't enforce treatment; we encourage it. We encourage it. DSS tells you, like, say if you have an open up case with them, they they'll say you have to go to treatment because the judge said you did or probation may be like you know you're on probation so you have to go to treatment so so we don't do that treatment is is strictly voluntary so we come from a motivational standpoint so we are encouragers and why why you should use this and it goes back to the education part of it identifying like you said those past traumas I don't know if you ever heard of ACES, but ACES is is um, adverse childhood experiences, and it basically refers to a, a range of events that the child can experience, experience which leads to stress and other chronic stress responses. And these are our parents that we're talking about when we say ACES, because, right. like you stated, I say our parents either had us at a young age or had some childhood trauma where they would either had to grow up faster than they you know they would have liked. Um, they may didn't have childhood experiences, and so they were forced into adulthood. And how do you parent when you haven't been taught how to parent? Right, right. Because you don't know, right? Right. And so as kids, we grow up and we question, like, um, you know, and we we, we compare and we contrast because, we're, like, if we're talking about the black community, you see all these, you know, father-mother homes, and then we're taught that if you don't have that, something's wrong with you. You know, that's the way that society puts like society has painted this picture that if you're not brought up into a two family home, that your home is broken. However, there are some kids and I would say like you and myself where I wasn't raised in a two parent home and I think I turned out very well. Right. I had trials and tribulations that the average child probably was not aware of 
of or not seen. I grew up in one of the roughest neighborhoods in Wilson. Right. Um, I did things that I shouldn't have done. I saw things that I shouldn't have done. And what I did is I took that and I learned from it. So me not having a two-parent home basically taught me resilience. And so I turned that resilience into something positive and saying, hey, this is not what I want for myself. This is not what I want for my kids. So I'm going to do something better. It's, the, it's that, that lack of resilience and then that lack of something's wrong with me because I live with my grandmother versus my mom. Right. We right. have to break that stem, stigma because once you label a kid, they carry that label on their back. So if your mom had you at a young age and all she heard was, you shouldn't have did that, you're going to fail, this wasn't the best decision, how does that internally affect a new parent Parent who's trying to effectively parent their child, but all they hear is a negativity in their ear? So we have to stop associating that stigma. Now, that doesn't mean that we stop that we push for single parent homes. It's not that we push for teen pregnancy, but things do happen. And so when those things happen, we really have to embrace our community better and offer them the support. Because the only difference in, in between you and I and then that third person that's over here, the experience is not different. It's the support and the resilience is what was missing. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. and I may have that may have had that support or you may have that, that, that resilience and that third person did. So that third person didn't have that support and that resilience. So, so many things went wrong and when they failed, they weren't able to get back up. So there's no difference. Like I tell people all the time, it's only a split second between the person that's sitting on my couch and me. Mm-hmm. I could easily be that person on the other end and that person on the couch and that person using, um, you know, substances or hiding their symptoms. They may be suicidal, but they're scared to tell, you know, people all the time. Like another example is, I know sometimes, you know, we be laughing and joking, right. you know, at family events and friends events. We may, we may be saying like, yeah, Uncle Joe, he crazy. He be talking to himself. So what if you have another person that's sitting in that same room with you and um, they heard you say that, Right. And so what if they're experiencing some of the same symptoms? You know what they're going to do? They're going to shut down and they're going to shut the word out. And they're not going to want to talk to anybody about it because now they heard you call Uncle Joe crazy. So if I say something, that means I'm crazy too. Right. So breaking that stigma and being aware of the things that we say socially in, you know, when we're communicating and we're in gatherings, that's very, very important. Because um, we have to break the stigma associated to mental health in our community. Like, it's very important. If we don't do it, you know, if we're going to still experience some of these ongoing issues. I, I, I definitely totally agree. I agree. The breaking the stigma and, and I really think breaking the stigma of the mental health. And I also think, uh, I think both of these might play the same part hand in hand and then breaking the way that we are raising our families because um, a lot of us was raised to survive instead of, you know, live and prepare. We, we, we were raised to like, OK, we, you know, mom made bills, maybe uh, behind on bills, maybe doing this. So we was raised to survive and we carry on that mentality as we get older. And sometimes we treat we cheat ourselves in early adulthood because we still thinking with that survival technique. When she, we should be, you know, living and enjoying things. We think oh, everything is all what if I got to do this because 
uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I don't know where my next what you call is coming from. So a lot of us cheated ourselves out of young adulthood because we of the ways we grew up. We know we grew up off survival, so we still think like that. And I know some people that's older than us that still think like that. You know, out of out of a place yeah. from survival. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and the thing about it is that's absolutely correct. And, and you know, and being able to survive is like a gift and a curse because the pros of it is you overcome a lot of adversities that the next person probably wouldn't be able to overcome. Right. But then at the same time, it builds a certain barrier in your life where sometimes for women, I say, for example, it, that that um, survivor turns into believing that you don't need a support system or that you don't need a, a solid, you know, healthy relationship or that you don't need a solid, healthy um, marriage. It's kind of like, I got it. I don't need anybody. And so like you said, that, that survival, you 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 are never you, like you said you're never living. You're just going to survive, and then you you know, and any at any at any given time, if somebody sends like the wrong message to you, you cut them off and you let them go because I I don't have to deal with it. Right. So it's a gift and a curse. A curse. It's like kind of learning how to balance the two. So you can be strong and and, and be a survivor while also being you know sympathetic and living your life like you can you can live your life and still be strong the two like the two don't have to be separated is what i'm trying to say like okay. you do not have to be like you can be a survivor but still want and need a strong marriage and want to for your kids to have better you know you you can you can do that but it's finding that healthy balance between the two and i think sometimes it's kind of where the message gets lost like, I either have to survive or I have to live. I can't do both. I believe that you can do both. I do. I, I, I believe so, too. I think I think a lot of people just don't separate themselves because they... they it's so embedded into them that they, they just can't see past that, man. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I think... I, I don't know how busy you are and I don't know how much you have to go, but uh, um, uh, with your time schedule, I know you are at work. Um, before we wrap up, can you tell the people about all the services you offer and how they can reach you? And then, if I'm not mistaken, I think y'all had, like, um for people that's looking for some employment, you had some opportunities for them, too, if you can pass that on. Sure. So, Carolina Outreach, we're at 608 Nash Street in Wilson. Our phone number is 252-291-2200. We have seven locations, including Wilson. So if anybody's listening to your podcast and it's not, they're not in Wilson, we have a location in Wilson, Smithfield, Kinston, Fairville, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte. We have funding for clients who don't have insurance, so do not let that sway you from reaching out. If you don't have insurance, we, that we still can help you. Um, the way that you do a referral is you call the referral line, which is one Again, that referral line number is 1-844-866-1166. And again, if you don't have insurance, that's fine. We have some IPRS state funding. If you just want to call and you have questions, you can reach out to me at the office at 252-291-2200. Everything is confidential. Some of the services that we offer as far as child services go, we offer, we do assessments, of course. We do outpatient therapy. We do medication management, so you will see a psychiatrist 
or nurse practitioner and um and they will give you like prescribe you medication and follow you we also do family family center treatment which is heavy um with the fa- like the core family like you stated so the families are involved and then soon we'll be we'll be offering intensive in home in the Wilson location adult services we offer assessments again outpatient therapy medication management we also offer community support team cst is an it is an enhanced services that you know if you know anybody that's you know suffering from homelessness um vocational troubles can't find a job can't keep a job in and out of the hospital that service will be ideal for them we also um offer act which is assertive community treatment that service is basically for our high needs clients who have severe psychosis who are in and out the hospital all the time medications are not not working and then we also offer substance use um treatment so basically anybody that you know that is suffering from any type of substance use and need assistance whether it's probation required judge required or hey you just want to get help we offer groups five days a week um and we and again that service is um is um, IPRS funding, so if you don't have insurance, you can still get in. And then we also offer DWI services for those clients or those populations who have gotten a DWI and need to get their license back because they're now going to get a job and it requires them to have a license. We can help for that. And like I said before, any services that I did not mention um, and that someone is suffering from as a clinician, it's my responsibility to help the community. So if I if there's a service or a need that you did not hear me mention, do not let that, you know, keep you from reaching out to me. If we don't offer the service here, I am more than willing to help someone identify the actual service that they need. Um, that's what I got into this field for. My job is to help people and my and I like to help people. So if we offer something that you don't if we don't offer something that you need, still reach out. Still let me know if you are in a different area and uh, one of the locations that I didn't mention, I can also link you to an agency in your area. I'm just, like you said, this is Mental Health Month, and so I just want to make sure that the people who are in need understand that there are people out here that want to help you. Do not feel like you can't call. Again, it's confidential, no information. Um, is needed, you can call for somebody else. This is not for you. <laughs> and you want to call for your neighbor, if you want to call for your child, if you want to call for your sister and brother. Like, we can get you the services that you need and just trying to break this cycle of, you know, the mental health stigma that we see in the black community. Just breaking that and embracing the help that um, that's out there. And, I'm, you know, before we end, I want to say this. You can pray. You can pray and still see a therapist. I promise you that yes, you, can. you can. Yes, you can. Um, we, we, you know, we, we in the black community, we heavy on church. And yes, back in the day, our pastors were our therapists. I'm not taking it away for anybody's pastor, but you can, you can pray and see a therapist as well because God created this position. He gave us the skills that we needed. This education program to attain your license to become a therapist was created just like any other venture so you can pray and still see a therapist you do not have to choose one over the other we embrace both there are some therapists that focus heavily heavily on spirituality so if that's keeping people from reaching out to a therapist as well 
please do not let that keep you from you. I promise you can do both and be just as successful. You do not have to choose one over the other. That we, we definitely thank you for that. Um, Wilson and, and surrounding areas and then my other listeners, I got people from Texas and other people I used to listen to. Even where you're at, you do have somebody that can help you. Um, do never never feel like you're alone, like uh, Thomasina said. You can hit her up. Confidential, no information asked of you if you if you would like. Um, you know, take take advantage of this. Uh, this is a, a very time where mental health is is finally uh, nationwide. It's a lot of uh, you know uh, athletes and entertainers who are endorsing it. Uh, don't feel like you're alone. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. We all go through something. Don't feel like anything is wrong with you or you're any less than a man or a woman. If you seek help, you know what I'm saying? Um, did and you give one a- thing I want to add, because I think I left it out in, uh-huh. as far as, like you said, opportunities, job opportunities and interns, please, please, please check out CarolinaOutreach.com. See what job opportunities we have in your area. We also do interns. So if you at any of the schools and you want to work with this population and your ultimate goal is to go to graduate school and become a therapist, Please, please reach out to me as well. We offer internships. If you're seeking employment, we we are open to reviewing your resume. We do paid clinical supervision, so those who are seeking supervision, um, and if you're hired, we get internal supervision from us that you don't have to pay for. And so job opportunities and internship opportunities are also available. If you just go to our website, if you Google Carolina Outreach, if you want more information, you can also reach out to me about that as well. Okay, we thank you. And before we go, I want to ask you this too. Is there a difference between a therapist and a um? Oh man, it just slipped my mind. Is there a difference between a therapist and a psychiatrist? Yes. So psychiatrists are usually MDs. So they usually have a PhD or above and they write medication. So they are able to write medication and prescriptions where therapists are not. They're still master level and PhD social workers and counselors. However, we can't write medication. So normally... The therapist would do the therapy part, so that's the person that you would have the most contact with, and then you would your psychiatrist would have sessions are usually um, shorter, and then they're the ones that oversee your medication and things like that. That's the biggest difference: the educational background and the uh, kind of being able to write medications. And some um, nurse practitioners, the nurse practitioners are growing heavy in the mental health field. So they're probably more similar to psychiatrists and therapists are. Okay, no doubt. We, I definitely thank you for uh, giving the people this information on May Mental Health Month. Um, anything left that you would like to get out? No, I just thank you for the opportunity and thank you for being so invested in your community and, you know, being tuned into the fact that it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm and wanting people in the communities and your listeners to be aware of the services that are offered. So you're doing a good job, and just thank you for the opportunity. Keep shedding light on things that sometimes are swept under the rug in our community. And again, just appreciate, you know, the opportunity to just get up here and talk about something that I love to do, and that's what's my passion. Oh, definitely, definitely. Thank you, and proud of you, because I know where you came from, how you, how you had a fight to get to where you at. Definitely proud of your success. Keep going, rocking hard. Um, it'll be 
Thursday morning when people hear this, listeners, of course, y'all already know it'll be on Apple if you got an iPhone, um, Spotify if you don't have an iPhone, and Google Play and everywhere else. Thursday morning. Um, we thank you, Thomasina. You enjoy your day. Hey, hey, have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. Action. Previously on Big Boss and Two, we bossed up a whole lot more. A lot of shit that went on. We got way more money. We've subtracted a lot of people out of circle. Yeah. Let's get it. Lottie Dottie, they call me Giovanni. I paid all tabs, I ain't run on nobody. No bold business here, nah, I earn this all. And if that's what you wanna hear, gonna turn this off. I'ma show you how to ball without ducking your dog or ducking this cause. That's why nobody fucking with y'all. Just valet the beans, bout to run in the mall. And buy everything I want, my pocket's comfortable, dawg. Can't lie, not too long ago, I took me a fall. Trying to help folks that wouldn't even help me at all. Had to plant the right seeds with the money I earned. Now, lesson learned, the bridge is burned. Now they ain't my concern Might trade my big body for a coupe Cause nowadays, dude, I only fuck with a few Buy lug is a family, not a motherfucking group Shot moves with eight balls, nigga, I could never hoop Crossed over the heroin Ten on the whip, the bitch is staring They can barely see my face, but you can see the shiny glaring gems Wintertime, mink jacket and a pair of Tim's Been seen in them since a teen, who can compare to him? Don't give a fuck what niggas do or what you niggas move I'm on some grown man shit, I got nothing to prove I told my jeweler, diamond point to choose. I want rocks, not shit. Yo, yo, what's, what's, what's good, cuz? Shit. Hey, man, uh, this is this is Ant. This is Ant, not your cut. This is Ant from the Off the Wall podcast. I just called you straight off. I'm recording right now, but. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, hey, I, I just got just got off. It's as, as May is Mental Health Month. I just finished off with my good pal, Thomasina, you know, a clinician down there at Carolina Outreach. Shout out to her. She's doing big things, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I'm, I'm finishing up the show now. You know, I want to call you. I, I had a question for you, man. Okay. Is your mental health is clear, man? Do you do you need to speak to somebody, man? Am I somebody you can speak to, man, to clear up your mental health? Are you somebody I can speak to to clear up my mental health? Yeah, any issues you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh no, I, I might have said it wrong. I might have said it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, if, if you was felt like you was going through something, and you you at the moment you didn't feel like calling Carolina Outreach, you know, and and and, and talking to a professional, am I somebody you could talk to as a middleman, and then I can convince you to go to Carolina Outreach to talk to somebody? Yeah, I believe you. You actually might be somebody I could talk to because you know what I'm saying. You real insightful, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. You one of them people that I go to when I when I when I need some advice or something. Just like the even the text I hit you with earlier, I had you in mind. Not even that there's something dealing with mental health, but I just had you in mind because I know you somebody that keep your your ear to the street and you you know what I'm saying keep your your mental together. Like you know what I'm saying. I like the direction that you headed in life, so I kind of look to you like for a little bit of guidance. You know, I'm a little bit older than you, so yeah, definitely I call you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, look, that, hey, that was such good response. They probably think we 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 planned that. Like, hey, look, I just really just called him. <laughs> hey, no lie, oh God, my hand right hand up. I just called him out of the blue. You know what I'm saying to finish up the show. And uh, yeah, I did not coach him on saying that. <laughs> 
Hey, hey, he went to Benefield. I, I'm shocked. <laughs> bro, come on, man. He went to Benefield, too. You keep trying to tell people you did, man. Hey, look, hold on. No, that was my brother that went to Benefield. I went to Darton Vic when we came back, and then I went to Hunt, and I don't even count that half of your fight, but I went half of your fight before I went back to Texas. You got to count fight. You can't, nah. 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 You and we, you know, we would talk yeah. to like get over it. Like, yo, you just, hey, man, you good. You can, you, you can deal with it, boy. You, you tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You know, but, but we, we end up carrying those things on as we get grown, and it, it fucks up a lot. I think, like, you know, my parents had me kind of young. You know, I, my mom had me like when she was still at hunt. My dad was a couple years older. You know, but he, he went into, off to the military. But uh, right. I was never, I guess, because it was so young and the way my pops were brought up, and I don't think he had his pops. You know what I mean? It. I, I never really was able to show love or nothing like that as 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 a adult, and then, like it's, I'm working on it now. Like I'm better than what I was, but I was able, it was hard for me to show love to somebody. I think that's probably might be a reason why a lot of my relationships fail. So it was kind of crazy that women stayed with me as long as they did. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, they teach us anyway that we ain't supposed yeah. to go seek no help. As black, you know what I'm saying, men, anyway, like, yeah, you just supposed to handle it, you know what I'm saying, and deal right. with it on your own, like, or they teach you that going to see a psychiatrist or a shrink, that's for, you know what I'm saying, white people, that ain't for us. That's yeah. what, that's what I was taught growing up, like, you know, that's the way I was made to feel, like, we just deal with our problems internally, like, here, in the house, or by yourself, or whatever, like, you don't go get no help. Right. And that's not the case though. Like everybody needs to go talk to somebody, bro. Like it yeah. be a lot on you, bro. Yeah, it can, it can, it can weigh in on your mental, man. It definitely can. And I got another question, dude. This ain't got nothing to do with mental health. <laughs> this ain't got nothing to do with mental health right here, right now. You know. Okay, so a single man. You're not a single. You're still involved, right? You do. You do. You still have your girlfriend, right? Yeah. Okay, so well, I guess I'm talking about myself. Then I can't even put you in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as, as a single man, as a single man, like say that, like, have you ever came with this issue right here? Uh, you're a single man. You know, you want to start talking to somebody. Have you ever came have came across with more than one woman like you at the same time? A lot of dudes, I don't think, have came across a time where a lot of women that he might would talk to like them at all at the same time. And he's single. Have you ever came across that that that? That problem. I don't know if that's a problem. Yeah. And how, how, yeah. And how did you deal with it? Like, say if you got two or three women you single and, and like they all like you at the same time, because a lot of people would be wrong. Like, they finally get in a relationship, then a person they really like, then they start liking them. But it's very rare where a person have that many options liking them at the same time while he's single. How do you? How will you deal with that? Man, you want the honest answer? Or you want me to give you something political? Right? No, I, I want the honest. Well, give me the political first, then go to the honest answer. <laughs> Lead them on. <laughs> you said lead them on. <laughs> lead them on. Like, 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 like
Hey yo, nah, I'm not a leader old type guy, man. That's the young me, man. I, I can't do that now. Yeah, I can't do that now, man. <laughs> See, we this middle of the you you trying to make me. You... Oh, no, no, no. We finna flip this. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> so you looking for something real. You trying you trying to settle down. You see, yeah, I, 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 well, I feel like I am ready to settle down. I do feel like I'm ready to settle down. How long you been single now, cuz? Oh, okay, okay, now officially single from that the long six and a half relationship. That was like matter of fact, two years even. Like two years even. But you know, I did talk to somebody like a couple of months after that, but I realized it was like too early. And so I, I let that go. So I would say a year and some change. Well, you gotta be ready. You know what I'm saying? You're old enough, so I mean, you got, you got to know, you know what I'm saying? When you're ready, I guess, you know. But, yeah, I mean, what's the dilemma you got with these women, though? That's what I need to know. You can't pick? You can't choose? Hey, man, look, I, I think, I don't know, man, because, you know, well, see, dealing with Wilson, and I say this a lot, dealing with Wilson is kind of fucking crazy, man, because everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. It's like, you fucking exactly. talk, yo, especially because of social media now, you're, like, it'd it be somebody I'm thinking about to talk to, and then I look, the person that commented, somebody I either dealt with, <laughs> or I was trying to talk to, too. I'm like, yo, they know each other? Like, what the fuck? Like, all these motherfuckers know each other. Like, you know, so, it's, it's crazy, man. So, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's weird. Like, I think I'm, I'm going to have to uh, hop back out of Wilson. You know what I mean? I might have to hop back out of Wilson, man. I don't, I don't know if my soulmate is in Wilson or Enfield, man. <laughs> it definitely ain't Enfield. Yeah. Hey, yo, but shout outs to Enfield, man. You cut your motherfuckers, man. But nah, it ain't. It, ain't, it definitely ain't Enfield. Nobody's soulmate in Enfield. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you better, you'll become a damn soul living in Enfield. Like, shit. Nigga, that, that, God, dog, man. You ever went through that, man? Man, you know I have. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, hey yo, I'm gonna tell you a real, real funny thing, yo. This, this is crazy. So back, back in the day, this I had left. That's why I moved. I came home from the summer. Me and my boys, I went to uh, Pizza Hut and I want to say Rocky Mount. I do not remember these girls' names. So I have to ask my boy because you probably know who these girls is. So it was three girls that were from Benefield. But they also was with two girls from Enfield. Well, I don't know how that combination happened. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? This, this is probably my 11th grade year. I was home for the summer. And, uh, yeah, we Rocky Mountain Pizza Hut. So we met him. And I'm trying to, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to call ask my boy who the girl, because he knew him, because I think he, um, of course, he knew he knew the chicks who was going to benefit at the time. And it was around the time you were still there. So I know you probably know who these chicks are. So uh, we eating at Pizza Hut and everything, right? And so the girls at Enfield is, is talking crazy. You know what we did, right? Me and the boys, it was like me and two other dudes. <laughs> they both married now, so I'm, I'm not going to give them the PG version of this uh, story. They both married, so I don't want to put them out there like that. So uh, I think everything was good and everything. They talking, and it's like five of them. And, and Enfield, it's crazy. It's three of us and five of them. And this is why I tell you women ain't shit. Like, it's, it's, it's like couple of them liking us but you know it's two the other one's liking us too and i'm like yo these numbers ain't adding up it's three of us and five of y'all like what the fuck like which one are we supposed to talk to so long story short short we we use the thing like yo we're gonna go to the car and, and do something and how about we left them with the bill we we ain't with them and we left them in the bill like we 
<laughs> see, I, I felt good about it because I said, hey, shit, it was like two weeks. I was going back to Texas anyway. I said, like, I ain't going to see them like the girls with better feelings. I ain't going to see them around town because I'm going back. You know, I'm going back. I got to go to school. Right. You know? So I knew my boys and them were, but they, they they said they got caught up by them girls. They they they, they hit, shake them down like a couple of weeks of Wilson, you know, over that. Like they had to pay for the bill. <laughs> And I was crying, man. I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm back in Texas now, so I don't." Hey, that made my problems no more. <laughs> but, but the more that story, yo, them infield girls that was there, yo, they was mad. Like, of course, Wilson is country, but we ain't infield country. Infield is country. They like Bubba Sparks, ugly country. Like, right, right, they, right. And I ain't talking about ugly, like as as it looks. I'm talking about the ugly video, the Bubba Sparks ugly video. That's how country infield are, man. Like this chick is like, how the hell are you like 16 with one gold tooth in the mouth? I thought that was our parents' age. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> chick had one gold tooth in the front of her mouth. She's 16. Like that shit was crazy. Like how did your mom co-sign that for your dentist to give you one gold tooth in the front? <laughs> yo? <laughs> yo, that's what I knew. Them infield girls was a different breed, man. I'm like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't want nothing to infield, man. But yeah, it's it's tough out here, man. You you know how it is, man. This nigga get a girlfriend like he don't know what the fuck it is out here, man. Nah, man, I ain't trying to be single out here these days, man. These girls are no breed anyway. Yeah, they, they got a whole new mindset, a whole new attitude, man. They ain't, it ain't for me. Well, so when was the last time you were single? Like, when was the last time you were single? And you better make sure before you had this relationship. Yeah. Nah, for real. Before this relationship, I, I'm in right now. I was single. I was single from like twenty. 17 all the way up to nah, 2016 all the way up to 2019. Okay, so you were you were single during the crazy era. So like <laughs> so what the, what what type of the, <laughs> what, what what type of the problems you was running into with these women out there in the single era? Man, see, my problem is damn man. My problem is I don't like being in a relationship. You know what I mean? Hold on. Me being single ain't a good thing. Like I know me. Hold on, I'm not here. I'm out here doing stuff. I ain't got no business doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And like you said, we in Wilson, bro. You can't be out here doing that. You can't be out here just wilding out. You're right. And you're out there at the You can see a lot of cars, you know. Like, these niggas stay at the clinic. That's Wilson. That's Goldberg. That's Rocky Mountain. Green man, look, man. I ain't look. I said, look, I can't be out here in these streets like this. So the problem I, but the problem I was running into, man, most people don't want to be in a relationship, man. Yeah, that, that, that is. Yeah, now they are worse than us. I think we 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 rather get it. We'll be we'll be the ones that get in a relationship quicker than they will nowadays. You know right. I mean? But you know what? Uh, I'm starting to feel. I'm like, damn, I must be ugly or something. Because girls be like, yo, I just wanna, I just wanna be friends. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you, 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 like, <laughs> also, also, you was doing like I was when I when I when I came back when I first moved back to Wilson in the sixth grade and uh. I saw how mother was so advanced, and we come to find out that they was in the sixth grade with us, but they really was like fucking twenty years old. You know, <laughs> had me insecure. Like, yeah, hey yo, I swear them niggas had me the most. I was like, yo, how are they having sex? They come to school talking about sex. We in the sixth grade. Like, what the you you talking about? Like, right, nigga, I was at home waiting. For, I, was def- I was definitely late on that shit too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at home hoping the cable got boxes scramble early in the morning so I can see Showtime or some shit like Red Shoe Diaries or something. <laughs> My nigga, what you talking about? I'm talking about I ain't even had Showtime. I used to watch that shit with the wavy screen, like just trying to see a titty. Like, oh, we should have touched us on titty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, but, hey, man, yeah, it's, it, it was it was definitely crazy, man. Like, I, I, that junk had me so insecure. I'm like, yo, like, how do I even know what I'm doing? Like, these motherfuckers talking like grown grown people. Like, I'm like, damn. Oh, God. Hey, 
because when I swear to God, when I tell you, I ain't gonna never forget this day. It was a day, it was the summer. I don't know what summer it was. I just know it was summertime. And I'm looking for everybody in the neighborhood. And everybody's with a girl. I'm trying to go outside to fucking play. That's what I'm asking. Damn, maybe I need to start looking at trying to get with a girl because all my damn friends is with a girl. And I'm trying to go play basketball. <laughs> This nigga had Ninja Turtle action figures and they over there playing with the girls, man. Like, yeah. That too, man. It was a um, what was the name of that church down Jackson Chapel. One of my homies, I think, used to go to Jackson Chapel back in the days. And then summer, they had some type of like sleepover or something at night or something like that, where you you bring a sleeping bag, y'all slip over. I don't know if it was some vacation Bible school type junk or whatever. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I went with one of my homies, man, and that's what I knew. I was I was way behind, man. Them dudes were so. I was like, yo, we in the church? Like, what is y'all doing? Niggas had to get. <laughs> See, I almost slept up and said the girl's name, man. Like, she married too now. Forgive me, God. Like, but yeah, like, yeah. So, like, yo, niggas, this is wild. I'm, I'm just over there in my little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sleeping bag. Like, yo, like, how are these things with girls and we in the church? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, I, I was I was definitely a late bloomer, man. Like, they, they had me so insecure. Like, I, I had so many questions before I even finally touched the box. I was like, on oh, some American Pie right. shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Like, my mom did a great job keeping that shit for me. <laughs> I, I had no clue. Uh, I had one of the best parents in the damn world, nigga. Shit. Yeah, yo, that joke is crazy, man. Me too, man. Like that, that joke, for, especially for my parents was so young to have me. Like was what my mom was. My dad was a little bit older, but yeah, my mom, for my mom to be so young when she had me, like I said, she had me when she was at Hunt, you know. And uh, Bruno was already, you know, already in the military at that time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit was crazy, man. Like, yo, I, even like when I found my first time out against, I was so insecure. Like, damn, man, what, what if she? Yeah, I can say this. You my cousin. You my cousin. We can talk. They had this talk. Like, yo, man, what if my dick ain't big enough? You know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that, hey, yo, that that's what scared me for so many years. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, chicks are gonna do something. I was so scared. I was like, damn, because see, I'm gonna tell you what pollutes your mind. The fucking porn shit. When you finally do finally watch porn as a kid and you never had none, you were like, yo, like, yo, that. I don't measure up this nigga like yo. Is this how it is? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at I'm looking at Wesley Pipes and shit, like yo, like nigga, like yo, nigga, like, yo. There's no way, man. Like that, that's why I don't. Hey, kids, I don't recommend you to watch porn before you ever do anything in life because you gonna measure yourself to that shit. That shit is not normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that shit fuck you up. Yeah, that shit fuck you up. Fuck it, up. It, it fuck and me up. Then, well, nah, I'm gonna tell you what make it worse though. You see that shit, and then you hear these little young ass girls like, and they got a little dick anyway. This shoe is way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. That, 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 that's, hey, that's what kept me a virgin for the longest, man. I was scared to hear that. Like, yo, I need to get a little I kept me a virgin for the longest. Like, I was so insecure because of watching porn, man. I'm like, damn, man. Like, I can't even have that. Like, they're like, yo, man, she wants you. I'm like, yeah, you know, until I got a girlfriend, I ain't had no damn girl. Like, yeah, I already got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, like, yo. Give you a damn 
Yeah, complex, for real. Though. Yeah, it, it, it do, it do, it do. And then, and then women, like women, y'all got to stop saying like women, women, uh, stop messing with a dude every time. That's why you did, but like, dog, you you don't had a baby by that nigga and everything. Yeah, it's too late for you to say his right. name. Like you lying. Right. <laughs> Somebody lying. You know what I'm saying? Somebody lying. Some motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, she like about three kids. Like I ain't, I ain't like you anyway. The sex was whack. Your nigga little. Obviously, one too whack. You got two kids by this nigga, man. That shit is crazy, man. Hey, a lot of that happened since we, we last talked, man. How, how did that DMX uh, passing away affect you, yo? I know you was an ex-fan. Yeah, I was definitely an ex-fan. That shit was crazy to me. Like, just out of the blue, but, I mean, we all got to go sometimes. I ain't on the shit. It'd be hard a little bit because, I mean, you okay. got to think. Nigga, I'm getting up here. Hey, like, now I'm not even just looking at it as just a rapper that I like. It's like, damn, that, how old that nigga again? Yeah. But see, X... Get my shit together. But, but looking at, look at X, you know, he, he had years of doing hard drugs. And according to Irv Gotti, it was a mix of, like, what, fentanyl? And then they say he, he had the touch of COVID or something like that, huh? Um, according, that's a, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's according to Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti said that. You know, I, I believe Irv would know because Irv was real close with X. You know, you know. So uh, yeah, true, yeah, true. yeah. That's what they said. Yeah, like he, he kind of it played a part in the hard thing. You got to think X was doing hard drugs. X was the X was on. Yeah, nigga, he, you know, he got introduced to crack at a young age, and like the addiction was all always on him. And it's crazy because as a kid, I used to think that too. I'm like, yo, he walk, he talk quick, and like he act just like the crackheads around the neighborhood over my grandma area. Like, but I didn't think that. Yeah, I didn't think that when I was young, but now looking up, I'm like, oh, I can see the crack shit there. Cause yeah, he, he act just like him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think years of hard drugs, man, and you know what I'm saying? And, and that addiction has stopped. That that will fuck your heart up. And then the COVID come through, that it'll take you out. Now that COVID shit real. I, it was, that's, that, that, that COVID shit. So they trying to set niggas up. Man, I know we be, you know what I'm saying, talking about that vaccine and shit. But they finna set everybody up with that vaccine talking about don't wear no mask. That shit crazy. You know what's crazy, though? Like, the people that's vaccinated are the ones that's worried about where... Like, if, if, I don't get it. Like, why is they scared if they got the vax? Because, like, I just all of a sudden come out of the blue and say, all right, y'all don't got to wear no mask. They telling the people who vaccinated, you ain't got to wear no mask. Right. Nigga, how we know that? How you know that? I I'm, I'm, I'm Hey, look, and then, and then you know pretty soon everybody gonna have these fake vaccination cards. So you, you gonna be able to, niggas gonna find a way to uh, fake the vaccination card. They gonna find I mean, a way. It ain't that hard to. It ain't that hard to duplicate, nigga. It ain't like, nah. Yeah, it ain't <laughs> like because I, yeah, it ain't because I've, I've seen one where, where I work out. Like, yo, I can make this and just laminate it at uh Staples. I can laminate this shit at Staples. And I got a Vax card. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think for the people you know that's traveling and all that stuff, I, I think pretty soon they're gonna uh, require you to travel out of state. You, you you have to be vaccinated. Maybe not right now, but I think pretty soon. Yeah, something coming down with it, man. I don't know. I don't know how good that vaccine is working. Hopefully, it works like it's supposed to work. Yeah, legs won't fall off in three years. <laughs> you ain't lying, man. Hey, what what was your favorite DMX song of all time? Slipping. Hey, that was one of my favorites too. I think my most relatable one though was uh, "How's It Going Down" because I ended up living that out in real life <laughs> as I got older. <laughs> the big, the, the, okay, okay. The I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah, we just thinking here in my head. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
I had two kids by this nigga. It was wrong for me. We gonna always be yeah. the best of friends. Aha, man, love, boo, to the end. <laughs> hey, yo, like, yeah, that, that shit is crazy. Like like I said, I don't know what curse it is. I think it's that nigga Maine, man. Nigga Maine Barnes, man. Every, since I known him, he was always talking to somebody who had mad kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like 19 talking to chicks who had like bad, bad kids. And that shit rubbed off. Like, that's why the people lying. Like, yo, sometimes you are who the people you hang around with. Because he, he cursed me. Because I, I know since I've been grown, I've never had a girl who didn't ha- at least have one kid. Like, I've never experienced having a girlfriend that didn't have no kids. Like. You said, hold on, wait, you ain't. <laughs> so you just been playing step pops uh, yeah. for forever? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like, you know, that's why I say, you, 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 people lying. Like, you are the people you hang around with. That shit rubs off. Something about them rubs off on you because that shit rubbed off on me, man. You know, and yeah, I, I don't know how it even feels to talk to a woman that ain't had kids, man. Like, that shit crazy. Like, literally, since I've been grown. So, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy, man. Did you get you a PPP loan? No, sir. You know what I'm saying? I know better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I'm gonna tell you because you've been you've you been offline for a while. The funniest thing to me, like I said, I don't care what nobody do. Like, hey, that's that's on you. If you got the loan, I'm not hating or nothing. But the funny thing is that a lot of you people who who are on those lists, which I should have known they're public because it's federal money. So nobody really snitched on you and told you. I think it's kind of weird that niggas was going up there and putting the list up there because why would you you care that much? But yeah, because I work at, I saw the list before that. You know what I'm saying? I saw the list before that. It uh, just was it just wasn't my duty to go about telling it until people made it public. And I didn't tell these. I just I just looked at it. I said, okay, I, I been saw this shit. But the funny thing is, is that uh, you ain't like I said, you ain't been on social media. The people before that list came out, people found out they was on them PP list and got them loans. It was so many people who were talking about, yeah, if y'all hustle hard, you can do this. They, everybody wanted to be Gilly and Wallow. They would leave motivational speeches like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you wake up at, at 7 in the morning every morning, you can do this. Niggas buying these cars and shit. Then they come to find out that y'all took 20000 50000 from the PP loan and it all added up. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> I didn't do the yeah. See, I didn't do the knowledge to the shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do the knowledge to what was going on. So after I saw it, when I saw the list, I, it all made sense. The trips at the same time, all the cars, that everybody talking about they was hustling and motivating you to get. Yeah, they they, they all they all Uncle Sam's. They Uncle Sam's. They were funded by Uncle Sam. Yeah, Uncle Sam. They had that count for every penny of that money, man. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. See, that's the that's that's the thing they 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 think like it's a federal loan and like I saw depending on um. As far as the um the limitation the, the limitation everything that we saw like the time you can get that we got from to the job depending on how much money you got you can get up to ten years you know what I mean <laughs> good God Almighty yeah depending on how much yeah depending on how much you got you can get up to ten oh. years and five is a minimum mm. yeah five is the minimum though but I'm like yo <laughs> like and they, everybody think it's all good because it was a new program and you know they 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 haven't really had time to go through everything because like nigga that's that the PPP stand for personal protection uh. Payground. I oh, know Paytech, Paycheck Protection Program. So if you had a business, it was like, you know, you had to show that you're paying your staffs and everything. Like, people don't realize yeah. they about to come back and look at the books and see what you had and all that stuff. And like, a lot of people didn't. Oh, yeah. Yo, I seen I chicks up there. The yo, it's chicks I know who do hair at home. They do regular hair and they talking about, yeah, salon. I'm like, yo, niggas put down that it was music artists as uh, <laughs> LLC. I was crying. <laughs> hey, yo. I was in there crying because it shows the reason why they put me. I was, I was crying. I like, yo, boy, I hope y'all boys gonna count for that money because shit. Like, nigga, that's a federal uh, loan. <laughs> like, nigga, that's a federal loan, my dude. Like, yeah, yeah. So, 
I, I don't wish jail on nobody. I hope they I hope they get this shit. But some man, yo, it's a chick, like I said. Twenty and fifty thousand dollars. Oh my god. Yo, I, it's a chick who I know who money, It's a chick who I know sell nothing but waist trainers. Somehow she got a hundred and forty five. I say, how are you gonna pay that back? A hundred and forty five K? Yo. What yo, that shit, that shit is crazy. 145k, man. And uh yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, I don't hey, God bless her, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that's good. I don't know how that's gonna turn out. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if weight if weight training is selling like that, I need to get into that business, you know what I mean? But uh, uh they got to they got to start selling some of the men if they going to try to get that kind of breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody like, damn. Grandmas, everything, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, that, man, man, hundred forty, man, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, now, now, see, if if I was young and stupid on that type of time. I think five or ten would have been my max. I said, okay, I can pay this back over time. I can pay this back here, but nigga, when you start getting the 20, 50, 145, come on, man. Like you you going a little bit too far. You going back to Yes, yeah, yeah, we we about to see, man. It, Cause shit's about definitely about to get real. Cause they already done started cranking down. And then the place my place of work, and they already done started sending uh you know, warnings and warrants to certain people in, in a certain county where we're at. So it's coming. Damn. Yeah, it's coming. That shit is definitely coming, man. Man, you, you must be off today. You off today or you got to work? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm off today, man, man. I'm off on Tuesdays now. See, I got a little sick schedule for a little bit. All right. But, well, you well, know. To school. What school? You out, you out of school right now? Or? Nah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm in my own. Um, I'm in. My electives right now. I got two more after these three I'm taking now. And these niggas, these teachers in my elective classes act like this is my major, but they working me. <laughs> how many, how, how much more time you got before you, you graduate? Man, my last day of class is August 28th. Of this this upcoming August? This, yes, sir. Oh, def, def, you definitely got to celebrate. Are you, you going to move out the area? You know I'm getting, well, nah, I ain't going to say it like that. Yeah, I'm trying to move to Raleigh, though. I'm trying to like go somewhere like Raleigh. If I move out the state, it'll be Texas. Hey, I'm trying to go with no state tax. Uh, yeah, best place to be because you definitely want to go to Florida with no state tax. <laughs> you don't want to go to Florida. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, nobody trying to go to Florida. You know, it's a shout out to Florida with now. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Florida ain't for me, man. I'm, but I heard, I heard some good things about Texas. You, you even talking Texas up pretty good, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, hey, Texas is most definitely. Everybody Yeah, it's definitely the place to be, man. Definitely the place to be. Um, that, 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 that's good. But what what kind of major you coming out with? Uh, business management leadership. Oh yeah, yeah, you'd be good. Like yeah, if you stay in, in in um in North Carolina, I think yeah, Raleigh Durham area would definitely be the place to be because it's, it's it's stretching out, it's growing the triangle area, and then like if you don't, like I said, Texas definitely be good for that that type of uh, degree. My boy, my boy went. My boy basically the male version of uh Nikki Parker. His nigga, you might as well be a Santa Monica right now. <laughs> nah, they be clowning me. They say I'm going to school online. I don't think. I said it don't matter. <laughs> as long as I get this paperwork, I don't care where I got it from. Like, yeah. I got this shit for Jiffy Lube. <laughs> <laughs> accredited, let me get it. <laughs> hey, yo, man, Lois is accredited, man. I, I've seen yo. It's it's one chick, man. I never forget this, man. I'm not gonna say the place I worked that part time because then yeah, the people that live, they're gonna put it together, and I don't want. 
the person I'm talking about to, you know, feel offended. So it was it was this chick, right? <laughs> and the manager, manager at the, at the place was my man's and everything. So the chick looked good, looked real good, came there, right? Keep in mind, this chick was 21 years old. Look, she looked good. This was about a couple years back. Looked good. She came in there and told us she had two master's degrees and showed them to him, right? But it was like from one of them unaccredited places that you probably could just print one out, like a Colorado Tech or some bullshit like that. Uh, some ICDC type shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so some Mount Everest type shit, right? So this nigga came out. He said, yeah, man, she got a... That's how you could tell. That's how you could tell a lot of people who's book smarts ain't got common sense. Because my manager at the time, he was stupid smart. He had degrees himself. He said, yeah, man, she's 21. She got two master's degrees. I said, dog. She has three kids, man. Unless she's Doogie Howser, how the fuck can you have two master's degrees at age 21? <laughs> I said, how can you have uh, degrees at age 21? But he didn't listen to me. You know what I'm saying? He, he hired a chick as all she was. She looked. Uh, you know, he tried to date her and everything. She ended up playing them. You know what I'm saying? So come to find out, you know, they do background check. Like, yo, man, you know the, you know, she ain't even got those degrees. I said, nigga, I told you that. Who the, how the fuck you be 21 with two masters, yo? You know how many years that takes? That means she would have had to graduate high school at 14. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, like yeah, yeah, but you know, niggas don't be thinking when they were trying to get up with something, man. Like, I'm like, all right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you like, know how they go. They be blinded by the booty. Yeah, like the booty hey, is blinding. Hey man, it's so it's so many people just getting scammed out here. Like, like it's, it's mad people getting scammed online. You you know the biggest scam that people uh, use out here? What's that? Especially online. Uh, uplifting you. Uplifting you, them, them faith dealers, them faith dealers, them hope dealers, them, them niggas who, all, who got all these good things to say and all that stuff and making you feel good about yourself and uh, trying to uplift you. Oh, hell yeah. Them, Did yeah. one of them niggas just get exposed? Yeah, but, but, but see, it's a lot of local ones that's doing that too because when you meet these people in person oh, and you try to put okay. something together, they is nothing like they say. They don't give a fuck about the people. Like, man, I don't give a fuck about nothing like that. They use these people <laughs> to push off whatever they're trying to get off and, and, and sell and do that junk. And you, the people be thinking, like, yo, they're just so positive. Like, yo, man, that nigga don't give, <laughs> that nigga don't give a fuck about you, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yo, right, right. yo, yo, hope is the biggest. Yo, I'm telling you, man, them hope dealers, them hope dealers are some of the biggest scammers out here, man. I'm telling you, they just scamming the whole community, man. Now, don't granted, it is some good ones. It's very rare. It's, it's not too many, but it's a lot of them that's getting over on people. And them hope dealers are crushing the community, man, one post at a time. That's what happened it. to the motherfuckers that was doing that damn, you give me 500, they can give me 500? <laughs> what happened to them niggas, man? How they doing right now? I ain't on, you know I ain't on social media like that. Hey, what them niggas doing hey, right hey, now? You, you know, this ain't the season for them. They pop up around uh around Christmas time to get these. <laughs> This ain't their season right now. They out of season. This the off season. Nah, this the off season right now. This the off. They, they, they season. They season start back up in November. And this how you know people got sicknesses. So it's going to pop back up and the people going to be again around November. Hey, give me 100. You can make 800. It's like 14 niggas in there and you got 100. Only gets you 800. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the weirdest right. shit ever, right? And people going to still act like they've never seen it. They're going to fall for it. This has been like seven years I've seen this happen every year. And people never, like, it's some people that never get their money and they're going to try it again next year. Like, then they're going to try it again next year. How do you fall for that, man? Hey, man. I, I, I don't get it, man. Hey, man, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird out here down in the community, man. I, I don't I don't know what's going on. 
That shit is crazy, man. But I ain't gonna hold up your day, man. I just had I had it I had to check in with you a mental health month, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Good looking out. No doubt, making sure you're I'm pretty mean. good mentally right now, so I'm alright. I'm alright. You're in a good state, man. You, you know, you don't you don't believe in religion, man. So who who you praying to? What you mean? Yeah, you I mean doing, why you doing that to me like that? Tell me I don't believe in religion. Well, I don't believe in religion, but I believe in a higher power, man. I just don't believe it the way everybody else believes it. Oh, so, like, so, so you believe in Jesus? Everybody J- else be on that other shit. Who you praying to, Jay Z? Nah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He was just short, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got a bee, then he got another bee. Then he got another bee. You know what I'm saying? That's another bee. <laughs> 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 Shit, all these bees, this nigga got. Like, she was trying to get a bee, too, nigga. <laughs> hey, yo, man, that's crazy, man. We, we actually lived to see Jay-Z talking about uh, fasting, making billions talking about his family. Like, we really grew up to see this nigga. And this nigga grew dreads at 50-something. Like, that's crazy. Right. That's like Jada Kids. Jada Kids got a whole full head of hair now at 46. Like, this nigga, when we was kids, his number, he was a bald head nigga. We didn't think he can grow hair. Right. I just thought this nigga was really bald. Like, yeah. swear to God. That's yeah. a good point. I don't see that nigga about too long. I'm like, this nigga got a head full of hair. Yeah, he got, got waves and everything, man. I like <laughs> Like, Jenny kids wearing do-rags and everything now, yo. <laughs> like, hey, man, yeah, this, this is, shit is crazy, man. Life, life is transforming, man. But I hope everybody have long life and prosperity and good health. Hey, how, how did the, uh, the, um, fad, the cleanse go for you? No, first of all, this shit was nasty, but this shit was worth it. Yeah, I told you. This shit was disgusting. I got a whole nother 14 days, and I had to say, fuck 28. <laughs> I got a whole nother 14 days I'm going to do this trip. When I go on this trip to Florida, I'm going to Florida to about a full for a whole week. Well, what part of Florida y'all going to? We're going to, um, we're going to hang cities like between Tampa and Orlando. Right. You said it's yeah, called what now? I'm like around. Huh? You said it's called what now? Haines City, Florida. Hang? Haines. Like the, like the underwear, Haines. Oh, okay. That way, but, no, yeah, I ain't. Yeah, but, uh, I ain't yeah, never but, heard of that. I'm in a little house. Yeah, I really love how you know most people, you know, hotel. I don't, I don't do hotel no more. I do Airbnb on um, Rebos. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, the Airbnb. Yeah, I'm trying to save a little bit of money. You know what I mean? Right. Hotel killing. Tax. I mean, the Airbnb's so, yeah, to be dope, too. Some of them be dope. Yeah, I got to join, man. I got that little indoor pool with the jacuzzi, the heating and everything, the game room in the house, like four bedrooms, taking the kids, you know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, so you take it's one of those trips. Like, you taking the kids? You taking the kids? Yeah, I'm taking the kids. Yeah, you gotta take them. I ain't one of those people that take trips. I ain't taking my kids. I'm right. taking the oldest kids too. Like right. and they and they, and I'm paying. Like they ain't right. got to pay for that. Right. Yeah, I ain't. I can't go. I can't go celebrate life without my children. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't hey. one of those people, bro. Hey, that that's true, man. It's a lot of people that do it, man. They celebrate without the kids. Leave the kids home with grandma. Long as you don't fly Spirit Airlines, man. Oh, no, I'm driving, bro. That's why I took the whole week, man. Yo, okay, I'm about to say, fucking around with Spirit, you're going to be a Spirit, man. Nah, but, hey, last time I went to Orlando, I went, I, I, I flew Spirit, man. I first class, too. <laughs> Yo, Spirit got first class? Lit. 
Man, Spin got further than that. They first class don't look nothing like that shit Queen Latifah was sitting in this movie with LL. They ain't got no cocoon, nigga. They got just a regular ass seat with more space, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so basically, you was in the. You, so, you, you get a drink? And you smack too, like real shit. Yo, so, so that shit was straight though. So basically, Spirit First Class is basically being in business class on Amtrak up in the sky. Yeah, facts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you hear that shit right on that? Definitely what it is. That's facts. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was straight though, like, they got me there, they got me back, like, in one fucking piece, because I was nervous as hell, I ain't gonna lie. Hey, yo. Like, I was like, damn, we flying Spirit, and I had heard you say that shit about Spirit before, too, and I was like, well, somebody else bought a ticket and shit, you know what I'm saying? So I can't be a nigga like, oh, man, we ain't flying on Spirit, and they ain't even pay for the ticket. Right, right. Yeah, Dad, that's so, crazy. I bet. They, they t- how much was for the ticket, though? How much was the ticket? Man, I think that nigga paid, it was three of us, he paid for all three, because he just got that bread, he's trying to show off. Uh, he paid for all three. He paid like two fifty for three tickets. <laughs> round trip, there and back. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> yo, for two fifty for three people round trip, I'm flying the plane. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I heard Spirit, Spirit, yo, Spirit just let everybody fly the plane with their prices. Like yo, you paying two fifty? Yo, you can fly for a minute. They uh, never go. He got like, a, he got like uh, I think he got like freaking fly miles business account too. Though like that's why the shit was so cheap. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Crazy. They were like, they were like, yo, where the movie? We first time we ain't watch no movies. Like, yeah, the movie is. Yeah, yeah, we it's free Wi Fi up here. Turn your phones on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yo, that's just crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirit, spirit. I'm scared as fire. How big was the plane? Though? Was it like a normal 757? I'm not a regular joint. It's regular joint. Same time as everybody else. Yo, okay. I, I about to say, I don't want to get on a small plane now. Nah, I ain't messing with nah, Leah. Them. Yeah, that's I, what, I about to say that. Yeah. Yeah, them single engine planes is not for the kid. I ain't doing. I don't give a damn what they say. Yeah. Like, the island about to explode. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for the next. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Shit, I, I rather, man, hell yeah, you right. I'm waiting. Yeah, I, I wait. If they say I gotta wait two days, I'm like, yo, I just gotta wait two days. I'm not, I'm not getting on yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not getting on the scene. That's, like, that's what I mean, man. Every time I think about this story about her, I'm like, why couldn't she have waited? Like, why? What was the rush like? Yeah, I don't get that either. And they, they, they packed that bitch that, down, too. Right. They go to having the wrong people in your camp, man. Yeah. Same thing with this dude, what's that, Juice World? Oh, yeah, that was crazy. We're having the wrong people. You gotta be careful who you got in your camp, who you got around you, man. Because people be making bad decisions for you. But you you ain't let you make the wrong Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll right? let you, but it's because they scared, you know, they want to be a yes, man. That, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel about the Cold album, man? I'm just telling you, man, sleepy music, man. I ain't seen it. cuts on that I like, man, but. It's nap time music, bro. Hey, when I tell I people that, it up. hey, that's crazy. When I tell people that, they think I'm bugging. But I've been saying that ever since. Like, I like, yo, it's only two cold projects I get down with. It's Friday Night Lights and uh, I, 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 Four Our Sales 2014. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I did my favorite Cole albums, man. But it's like, Cole, don't get me wrong. To me, I think he's doing some of his best rapping, but it's just not. Cole music, I don't know what it is, man. I, it's, it's not. It's right, not. it's the song. It's not, it's not a good song. It's like not something yeah. that you're going to listen to. Like I told my man last night, we were talking about the album. He was telling me, if he got at least four good songs, first of all, four good songs out of 12 don't make it to that album. Yeah. But then, I gave him the four songs. Like, I'll listen to him now. But next year, this time, you're not going to be thinking about it now. Man, next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> I told niggas, man, I'm like, yo, man, it's summertime. Hey, I like women, man. Nobody don't want to, no women don't get in the wide ride and say, yo, put that J. Cole on. Nigga, they gonna fall asleep. Nah, nobody's saying that. Nobody is saying it at all. Last time I tried to put now, on some. He got no cuts for the ladies on his album. Man, like, last time I, mean, I tried to listen. Have, but... Last time I tried to listen to a J. Cole shit by myself in the whip, I was going towards Rocky Mountain. I fell asleep right at the Elm City exit. Fell asleep. I woke up. It was, it was a police thing. They thought something happened to me. I'm like, nah, I fell asleep. <laughs> like, you must have got that J. Cole in, man. I'm like, yeah, I fell asleep right at the Elm City exit, yo. I was like, nah. Like, definitely chuck that CD out the whip. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, this is... I'm telling you, I, mean, I swear to God, look what I said. I said, Cleo, throw that shit right out the wheel. So when I told my boy last night, like, Cleo, throwing that shit out the wheel, dog. She not... <laughs> she not committing the crime with it in the car, like... <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. Like I said, he can rap. J Cole can rap. He can rap, but it's just not. I don't know what it is. It don't touch me, yo. It's, it shit does not doesn't touch me like that. I thought for sure this was gonna be an album. When he just came out. He just was gonna do that, like rap over some hard beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like just like I right, forget it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just show how nice I am. I, that's why I thought that LA Lakers freestyle was like okay. Oh he yeah. Do that. The whole album, and then. He came on, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad at this nigga. Cause he got camera on on the first joint. Oh, on the I album. say the same thing. I thought I said, "What? He ain't gonna let Cam rap? What? How you gonna let Cam rap?" That should have. That should have. You know what? That should have shown me the rest of the album gonna be some bullshit. You ain't even let Cam rap. Right. You just let him talk. I was mad from jump. Like you don't piss me off already. Told like, yo, you got my nigga Cam on here, but you let this nigga. This nigga just talking. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was mad. Even the second song came on out. Oh, this shit fire. Second song fire. I don't even know the name of the motherfucker. I don't know. Oh, this shit fire. And then after that, I was about to take a nap. And then when I heard one more song, the 95 <laughs> song, so I'm okay. I, I, this shit, I heard one more song. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And I realized, nigga, you was taking a whole damn nap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, he, he, he make depth. It de- it's some perfect music to, uh, to, to, you know, mop up your kitchen floor to and shit on Saturdays and... <laughs> You want to swift for the floor and all that, you know what I mean? Oh, 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 for my people, you know, your people, your better field people, you want to sweep the carpets on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely never going to, I'm never going to put that out. I'm probably never going to play that album in its entirety again, ever in my yeah, life. Yeah, me either, me either. I think, I think I'm, I listened to it two times. I listened to that night it came out and I was, uh, and then the second night I said, okay, he was doing his best rapping up there, but it won't, I couldn't get into it. Like, yeah, even my son who was younger, he was like, man, what's too much auto-tuning for me? I was like, I wasn't even paying attention to the auto-tuning. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, me either. I was just trying to hear this nigga rap and make uh, if it a good song or not. Like, I'm just I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what's going to be the anthem for the summer. With the tape that's going to be the, the is probably going to be that uh, little baby and dirt. Little baby and dirt. They got an album yet? It's coming out. Yeah. It was supposed to come out the same day that DMX, they dropping that new DMX album, but they pushed it back, you know, for X. They pushed it back. So I don't know if it's going to be the week after or what. Yeah, I don't know. 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 I don't
Well, I thought they were going to miss this DMX album. I got a feeling they're going in trying to put people on it that want on it. Oh, you know they are. They're they, they going to try to commercialize the shit out of it. Which I think it's going it's gonna to do some numbers anyway because X, I don't think they needed to do some shit that he would not do. Cause I saw some features. Some of them, one of them shits look crazy. I'm like, X did a song with him? I can't remember who it was, but it was, it was it was a weird off featuring. Like it had a lot of features, and it was one that I like I couldn't even see. I'm like, wow, I, I don't I didn't know X fucked with him. And it was still supposed to be one unreleased with him and Jay Z and um. Ja. Maybe it's Ja. The Murder Inc. days, the real Murder Inc. Yeah, days. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it might be. I don't know. Irv would be the only one to know that. I yeah. wonder what kind of unreleased music out there that we ain't even heard. Like, you know, people make mad songs for every album. This shit we ain't heard, bro. That I, I wish I was privy to. Like, I wish somebody would do a show like one of these executives out here, just get a show together and do like tell the story behind it and like give us some of this unreleased music, man. That's that's an avenue for some, for them to make some money, not me, but just for me to be nostalgic and hear some shit that I wish I could have heard. Like, right. Like, I wish I could have heard the verse that Cameron took off of of Jay-Z's off his damn album, too, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a whole lot of uh, what-ifs that we, we, we ain't gonna get, man. That nobody gonna try to even put out, man. And which is crazy, man, because we, we, the streets definitely needs this shit, yo. The streets. I need it because I'm trying to tell you, bro. This damn music out here, it's hard to find some good music these days. Like, and then, and you know what? Motherfucking rappers. And, yeah, and, and then a lot of stuff don't last long. You think you like it, and you don't even listen to them more next week. I, I find I find myself uh, listening to the shit from back in the '90s, early 2000s, more than I listen to the new stuff. Sure to God, bro. I be listening to R&B more than anything. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm headed to that route. I'm headed to being R&B ant, man. I'm close to it. <laughs> I'm close to it, man, because it's like the John don't hold me, man. You know, the Griselda boys will come, but that only holds me for a week. Then, uh, I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's just weird. Music is in a weird you space. Right like, you got to get like your homeboy, hip hop, he ain't Freddie. I ain't going to say his name because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. Super hip hop. Super Mr. Hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> He'll put you all to the to the hip hop out there in the street. Nah, man. Nah, man. I, 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 I'm about done with hip hop, man. Just gonna be like, you know, I'm just gonna listen to my legacy acts, man. <laughs> Hove and a couple of new acts. Like, it's a couple of new dudes I do mess with. I do fuck with Lil Baby and them, but like I say, it just don't hold me long. It's like that first week and I don't listen to it no more. Oh, man, I'm glad you said new people, bro. Just, just because we're talking about J. Cole and 21 Seven, watch him on that song, bro. On that My Life song. Why? Wow, yeah, man, you gotta watch about 21 Seven. 21 Seven, now I like 21 Seven, though, but I still watch them. You don't like Baby? Who? I don't like Hey, man, Lil Baby probably leading the whole new school movement, man. You think so? You think it's Lil Baby over Dub Baby? The baby, the baby is damn near a pop star right now, but uh, little baby, as far as like uh, street rappers turned substance type rapper, like little baby got some shit. Yeah, I, I, I would go with little baby. The baby's definitely up there too. The baby, he, he, he's up there. Everything that nigga make, I like. I ain't even front on that, and that ain't just because he's from Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? I just fuck yeah. with that nigga. Like, yeah, make the music to me. Yeah, he do. He do. A lot of people say they don't like him because he sounds. I like that's that's what trip me out. Like, yo, if somebody got a sound, that's just they sound like. I don't, I don't yeah, get I'm that. I'm trying to figure out who else sounds different on every song. Like, every time I hear 
Yeah, like I hate, I hate when people say that. Like you like people for for you know what they bring different. Like I heard somebody say that uh they don't like Benny and the Griselda boys because all they rap is the same thing and they rap over the same production. I'm like nigga, that's they sound. Like what the fuck? Hey, like, what the hell? All right. That's why a lot of motherfuckers don't like currency. But oh, I fuck with currency. Yeah, yeah, currency, my boy. He even yeah, currency. My I, I like him for he's him. He don't try to give you nothing else. He's him. Like, currency is right. him. Like, yeah, he just, uh, just got that lazy ass Yeah, a cool, a cool, lazy, lazy ass dude. That's what he is, man. That's yeah. getting to it. Like, I, yeah, I, 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 fuck, I fuck with currency. He's one of my favorite. I fucked him ever since he, when he left uh, Cash Money and he went uh, solo. Started yeah. the Jet Life joint, yeah. Yeah, currency, my boy, man. But I, I definitely thank you joining me on this latter half of, of the show, man. Rounding out the show, man. No doubt, brother. No doubt. I wasn't doing nothing. Sitting out here waiting on my shorty right now. That's all I'm doing. Oh. Being a good boyfriend. Hey, look at that. This nigga, what you, you about to eat some Chinese food, ain't you? I about to go out and eat some Chinese food, man. Nah, man. I'm probably going to go home and cook, man. You know, I'm off today. I might fight a grill or... uh, What you, I know you ain't cooking no damn porks, man. No pork? Nah, nah. I probably ain't gonna put. I probably do some wing eggs. Some what now? She like them shits off the grill and shit, man. What? What off the grill? Yeah, about it. Some chicken wings. Oh, this nigga here still. Everybody. That's it. This nigga here still eating chicken, man. What's wrong with chicken? I mean, ain't nothing wrong. I mean, it's better than pork. Have you stopped eating pork yet? Nah, I ain't stopped eating nothing. I ain't eating anything and everything. It's on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do it like that. You just on no, nah, I man, I can't do what you're doing. I can't. I don't know how you doing that down. Plant eating shit, nigga. Nah, I tried it, nigga. Nah, fuck that shit, nigga. Hey, but I can't do but it. My did, did you at least do it during the 14 day cleanse, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw the difference. You saw how good you felt, right? Yeah, and I still feel the same good. <laughs> how many pounds you end up dropping off the cleanse? Shit, I, shit, during the damn detox, I was like 20. I probably came out. Shabbat back by now though. Right. You know what I'm saying? But uh Yeah, I think I mean, I'm gonna yeah. do another one uh the first the first week of July I'm doing one. Yeah, the first week of July. First I'm, week of July, yeah. I'm gonna probably be finishing mine up. Yeah, I'm gonna finish that that next one up. Man, that shit disgusting though. Oh bro. yeah, it's the nastiest what shit. Oh man, it's so nasty. When I strain that junk into the into the uh mason jar, I'm like, man, this junk you, you got to smell it. Like I'm like, yo. But I go ahead and get, try to get mine out the way quick. I don't. They tell me I sip out through the day, man. I I I, I try to get it out the way, quick. And that's that's Gosh, it. I don't, I don't understand like it. I almost gave up. Like day one, day two, boy, I almost didn't make. It. Yeah, that shit is tough. I ain't gonna lie. That that junk is tough to get to get through it, man. That shit's tough. Okay, first, I at first the first day it took me a long time to get through the first glass. I'm like, yo. So then the next day I said, you know what? I'm just gonna finish them both quick. Well, within an hour, because like if you finish one, the other one's supposed to drink wait an hour before you start drinking the other one. So I just like, man, first thing in the morning, I just get it out the way. Now wait an hour by the time I'm at work, now finish the other. So I let it jump work on my stomach while I was at work. <laughs> so it didn't catch me on the way home. Man, fuck that. Gene on the way home, man. They had me going everywhere. Like I'm yeah. man, I was, I was like, yo, I gotta go. 
Yeah, that that, that jack. I gotta go. That shit you, man. We running. Yeah, that jack. <laughs> you about damn there need a pamper, man. That's what I got. Yeah, that's <laughs> my fortune for me. You know what I'm saying? I stay like four minutes, five minutes from the job, so it wouldn't be deal getting home. Oh, so you want them dudes? I don't know how you use. I don't know how you use my heel stretch. Oh man, yeah, that's what I said. That's why I use it all early in the morning. You know, I work long days, so I got mine out of the way in the morning. So I was using that all at work. And then I then I, I hurry up and rushed home, <laughs> like just in case, like yo, I can't you get stuck out here. Hey, you was at work, raw button them toilet seats. <laughs> nah, I don't know raw button. <laughs> See, I always, I got a hovering technique, man. I gotta use the public. <laughs> <laughs> you want, hey, yo, you want squatting, bro? Yo, you want in there hey, like a woman, bro? Hey, I'll, that's how I always do, man. Public, man. I don't never sit my ass on the toilet, man. Come on, man. I, I, got, I got a hovering technique. That's why my legs are still strong, man. Like I, I got, I got a, a stupid <laughs> hovering technique, yo. I'm talking. It'd be so bad if I'm here too long. My legs be sore when I come out. Of anything, yo. the thighs. Yo. <laughs> You know, you know, it was one time. One time, I did get got. This was this was before I even started doing the teeth. Probably like three years ago. I was coming home. I was still with my shorty at the time. My ex at the time. So I'm coming home. Right. I'm thinking I can make it. I'm like, but I forgot, man. That's a good solid 20, 20 miles to get back to Wilson, and I get to work. So, man, I got close to. I said, shit, I'm almost there. And then my stomach started flip flopping. I'm like, please, just let me get to Wilson. If I get to Wilson off uh, three hundred one, I can go to that Hardy's on <laughs> three hundred one, right? <laughs> Yo, I got my Fremont, and it, it was nighttime. Okay? You know, I get off at night. It's nighttime. Yo, I got to the exit. Yo, I said, yo, I can't make it. I can't make it. I can't ponder. Like, man, these cars coming by. So it was some gas station that's not too far when you go into Fremont. Man, it, nobody was at a gas station. Yo, I took off because, you know, I wear khakis and stuff to work. Yo, I took off my khakis. I should have right by the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Hey yo, this, this yo, this check this out. I see it right by the dumpster, right? So it was so nasty. I had to take my pants off, like it was nighttime. It's probably like nine o'clock at night. I, yo, I had to take my khakis off. I ended up throwing them in the dumpster. And, yo, and I, I wiped my ass with my boxers, yo. So I wiped my. <laughs> hey, check, yo, this this is the craziest story ever. So if I would have got pulled off, I'd been fucked, right? So I put, I threw, I threw my pants and the boxes in that in the um. And the little whatever the tra- what you call it the uh, dumpster that was our shit about right got into the car and I said Lord please let me get the Wilson to get to the crib like you know that would nothing stop me so the only thing I had on was my Apollo no drawers and, and my shoes yo a pair of wallabies so that's all I had on in the car so I I made it all the way with I'm getting in the Wilson getting in the starlights I got to the I got to home to the apartment joint right. So I parked, and I know people be in the cars and everything, so I sat for the longest. I was like, please don't let nobody out here, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody looking. So I sat in the car for the longest, make sure, make sure I ain't see nobody in their car sitting around, like make sure nobody can ride by. So about like five minutes, I close the door, and I hauled ass into the, to the crib, y'all, <laughs> through the parking lot. <laughs> yo, only thing I had on was a polo shirt and some wallabies, yo, and my socks. Yo, and I was like, yo. Yo, I was like, thank God. But imagine if I got pulled over by the cops. I was like, yo, how in the world was I going to explain that shit, man? Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that, that by the night boy, I got in there, boy, I, I took a shower. I was like, yo, man, like, I, I'm never going to do that. If I, my stomach start bubbling, I'm just going to use that work before I try to leave to ride that long way home, man. I ain't going to never do oh, that again. Crazy. Yeah, I learned my lesson on that you one, yo. Yeah. Well, 
Because it, it, it would have been yeah. nothing I could tell a, a cop if they pulled me over and all I had on was <laughs> the polo in my suit. <laughs> He's like, yo, where your pal at, sir? I can't step out the car. <laughs> yo, I, oh as I took my took my uh, as I took my shower, I had to go back and Clorox wipe my seats down because I was ass on the damn seat. Like, yo, that joke was crazy, man. I was like, never again. My stomach bubbling. I'm just gonna stay at work. I'm hoping your seats will leather. Yeah, yeah, they leather. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, they leather. Oh my God. Yeah, that joke, that joke was crazy, man. That joke was very crazy, man. Well, I appreciate you joining me. I'm about to get out of here myself. I'm about to go get me something for lunch myself. Probably go get me a spinach wrap or some shit from Jersey Mike's. Yeah. That's what it is, man. I always get to talk to you, cuz. All right, no doubt. Same here, man. Stay safe. All right, no doubt. You do the same. Peace. Ha <laughs> ha!